Hey, writers, join our first draft weekly writers club. We meet every Tuesday from 12 to 1 Eastern time. For more information, go to writingclassradio.com and click on the classes tab. I'm Allison Langer. I'm Andrea Askowitz. This is Writing Class Radio. You'll hear true personal stories and learn a little bit about how to write your own stories. Together, we produce this podcast, which is equal parts heart and art. By heart, we mean the truth in a story. By art, we mean the craft of writing. No matter what's going on in our lives, writing class is where we tell the truth. It's where we work out our shit. There's no place in the world like writing class, and we want to bring you in. Today on our show, we're talking about stories that teach us something. Sometimes stories teach by taking the reader or listener into another world. Sometimes they teach by giving us information we didn't already know. The story we bring you today does both. Listener Danielle Huggins, who is also a writing class radio student, takes us into her emotional world. She suffers from severe depression and shows us what that feels like. She also gives a little bit of the history of electroconvulsive therapy, otherwise known as ECT. So what I think is so cool about her essay is she teaches us And it's not one of those essays that's a reported essay, which is actually a different form. This is a true personal essay. And she very classily and easily and smoothly gives us this information. Is classily a word? No, I don't mean to say that. It's slick is what I mean. Oh, oh, it's sleek. Oh, sleek. Yeah. We'll be back with Danielle Huggins after the break. I'm Allison Langer, and every Tuesday from 12 to 1 Eastern Time, I host First Draft. It's a class, kinda, because you'll get a little bit of instruction, but mostly it's a group where you come together with other writers online, write to a prompt and share what you wrote. It's the only way to get better. Come join me. Check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com or go to patreon.com slash writingclassradio to learn more. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundal, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. We're back. This is Allison Langer, and you are listening to Writing Class Radio. Here's Danielle Huggins with her story called Shocked. Unless absolutely necessary, I did not get out of bed. It took colossal effort just to take my daughter to the bus stop. It was only a short walk from home, but I preferred driving. Not only could I stay in my pajamas, but I could get back under my white IKEA duvet as fast as possible. When explaining depression to people, I described feeling like my body was a strong magnet and my bed was the magnet of the opposing pole. But while magnets stick together only when they are relatively close, my bed pulled me to it even when not in its vicinity. This was not my first bout with depression. I have bipolar disorder and experience both sides of the disease. But this depressive episode was long and unyielding. I was exhausted. I felt worthless. I wanted to die. I was certain my family would be better off without me. 
But anytime I was close to downing all of my psychotropics, I would repeat a mantra. A mommy in bed beats a mommy who's dead. Honestly, even when I was stable, being bipolar meant there were things I would not or could not do. I would not host a holiday gathering of any kind. I would not travel. I would not visit my childhood home in Western Pennsylvania to spend time with family or friends. If I did, I'd get manic. Every Easter and summer, I drove three hours to Harrisburg to meet my mom halfway and hand over my daughter. My overriding emotion on these occasions was not sadness or guilt, but relief. I could get into bed and stay there until Kate came home. Twice my in-laws took my family on trips, one to the Outer Banks and one to Disney World. But because I didn't travel, my mom went in my place. Even in the best of times, I never felt I truly fulfilled my obligations as a mom or wife. But with this huge chunk of depression, I was totally checked out. It had been six months without any improvement. My psychiatrist kept changing my meds to no avail. So after 13 years with the same doctor, I switched to a new one. She quickly diagnosed me as having medication-resistant depression and said I needed electroconvulsive therapy, or ECT. I was flabbergasted. Shock therapy? I knew I was sick, but was I so sick I needed induced convulsions to get better? Like Jack Nicholson's character in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? How could this doctor be so quick to recommend this? She explained that ECT is a series of treatments where, under anesthesia, electric currents are passed through the brain to trigger a seizure. I would need to be put under for this procedure, for God's sake. I was so overwhelmed, I started to cry, but my doctor reassured me. She gave me a little history of ECT and how it has changed. It was first tried in the 1930s, where chemicals were injected into a patient's body to induce a seizure. Soon the chemicals were replaced by electrical currents, but anesthesia was still not used. Because of this, the treatment was painful and could even result in bone fractures. I imagined the scene from American Horror Story Asylum. Sarah Paulson's character is strapped to a gurney, a bite block is forced into her mouth, and a metal headband with large cotton spheres is placed at her temples. When the treatment is administered, she writhes and shrieks as she convulses. My doctor explained that now, because anesthesia is used, it is absolutely painless. She also informed me that 100,000 Americans receive ECT each year. Additionally, 85% of people with difficult-to-treat depression improve with ECT. Not only would the treatment get me out of my depression, it would increase my quality of life even when not depressed. As I drove away, sad and still a little scared, I got annoyed. Why didn't my previous doctor recommend ECT? If this really was such a miracle cure, why had I been mired in depression for half a year without even the suggestion of this treatment? A week later, my husband accompanied me to the ECT department at Morristown Hospital. The doctor explained what to expect. I would need 12 treatments, each lasting less than a minute, but the time in the hospital would be about four hours. The most common side effect was memory loss. When asked what this might look like, the doctor said, well, you might have lunch with a friend and later forget that you did. I put my head in my hands and shook it in disbelief. He said, also, you could forget the locations of places, even ones you've driven to your whole life. He also mentioned that while rare, patients could lose control of their bladder or bowels. Jay and I were stunned, but desperate. 
We scheduled the first three treatments and left in a daze. A couple weeks later, we drove to the hospital so early that the sun hadn't even come up. In the dark car, we each thought the worst of what might happen. Jay was afraid I might totally forget him, an idea planted by his father. Stomach issues were often on my mind because in addition to bipolar disorder, I have Crohn's disease. I was petrified I'd have an accident. We arrived and checked in and I was taken to the ECT unit. I undressed down to my Depends, put on a hospital gown and got into a bed. Nurses came in and hooked me up to an IV, a blood pressure cuff and stuck electrodes to my chest. Once I was prepped for the treatment, I had to wait. There were at least 12 patients there for ECT. I listened as the doctor went from bay to bay, inducing seizures in my compatriots. When it was my turn to receive the treatment, an anesthesiologist, a nurse, and the doctor filled up my bay. Cold, gooey gel was squirted on the left side of my head and electrode pads went on top. As the anesthesia was administered, a brown foam bite block was put in my mouth and I was told to mentally count backwards from 10. I think I got to seven before I was out. The next thing I knew, I was alone in the bay. My head hurt and my jaw ached, but otherwise I was fine. No accidents. After 12 sessions, my depression was gone. Memory issues did occur and I had to use GPS on a few occasions. Once I got lost on the way home from my stepson's house, a place I'd been driving to for 13 years, I had trouble recalling words and would watch shows or movies that I had unknowingly already seen. Jay would reference things we'd done or places we'd been and I would draw a complete blank. It was toughest on my daughter and she got extremely frustrated by my poor memory. She was in third grade and if she started a sentence with remember when, I usually couldn't. Why can't you remember? It's not that hard. But she also recognized that ECT allowed me to mother better than I ever had. It's been five years since I got ECT. I still get bouts of depression, but they are fewer and less intense. Now I have the energy to spend time with my daughter. We play tennis. I allow her to have friends over. We go to Pennsylvania together. I volunteer at her mountain bike races and work at the school store. I make food for her to take into school instead of always sending store-bought items. I improved in other ways as well. My bed doesn't constantly call to me. I don't want to die. I RSVP yes to parties whose invitations previously went in the garbage. I go on trips with my family instead of sending my mom. ECT gave me a life I hadn't known since before having Kate. My new psychiatrist had been correct. I've been shocked back to life. I think that this story is is so well structured and so I'm ignoring like what it's about right now the craft of it I thought was so so well done it's kind of like if there's a template for how to write a great essay this this could be it she really makes a case for something that she's afraid of. So there's like a big shift in her trajectory. But what this episode is about, and what I really want to talk about is how she taught us something in such a smooth way, like without, she did, she taught us, she taught us exactly what 
electroconvulsive therapy is. And she even gave us a history without it being boring or clinical or reporty. There's a different style of essay, which is the reported essay, which this is not. And still she taught us something I didn't know. And I thought that was fascinating and well done. Well, I'd never heard about anybody doing ECT before, what it was actually like. So for me to hear it, I was super interested. I I remember when my dad was super depressed and and somebody recommended this, I immediately thought of the same one flew over the cuckoo's nest. So I thought that the fact that she brought that in was so good because although it was super personal to her, it made it more general for the rest of us who are scared of it or don't know what it is. I kind of wanted to know even more about what it felt like afterwards. I thought she gave us a really good how she the bed was a magnet and she spent a lot of time showing us her depression and stuff like that. I wanted to know how it affected her kid, her husband, like even more beforehand. I don't know how many words this is and it's so well done and concise, but I wanted a whole book on this, you know, so I maybe that's the thing that this is something like I've never read about and I wanted to know deeper, deeper, deeper. So I hope maybe she writes a book from here. Oh my God. Go Danielle Huggins. Book deal. Well, she is getting published in the Washington Post. Yeah, so that's awesome. It's possible she's going to attract an agent. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, her writing's very clear. Um, you know, it came to us very clear. And like you say, the structure is so good. And it's funny because you and I talk about this all the time. The writing can be amazing, but if you're writing about something nobody cares about, it's going nowhere. In fact, I was just rejected. I was going to tell you, I got rejected. My cancer hair story got rejected. And as I was reading it from the Washington Post, same lady, and I was reading it and I was like, this is great. It's written well. It's structured well. It's the whole thing. But I guess no one gives two shits about cancer hair. No, because it's not new. Right. And it's it's not that... It's not important, but what editors are looking for is a new twist, your own particular twist. I wanted to go back to this idea that you brought up before, which was how she brought in one flew over the cuckoo's nest and the American Horror Story Asylum. What she did there was two things that I thought were excellent. Like just because I was thinking, whoa, one flew over the cuckoo's nest doesn't mean that the whole world was thinking it. But she did have a sense of what probably a lot of people may have been thinking when she brought up electroconvulsive therapy. Like there's something in the minds of the the zeitgeist. She tapped into it. And I thought that was cool. And she really painted the scene. The one she painted was the American Horror Story Asylum. I could see like the balls that that were put on the temples, like cotton puff balls and then the bite thing. So Ah, like she brought us visually into a movie. She literally brought us into a movie, but she did it with words. That's that's really that's the scene. That's what's really hard to do. And I thought she did it really well. Yeah. I know she was under when she was going through the therapy and stuff like that, but I wish there was another way she had been told what happened. Cause I'm like, well, what happened while you were in it? Like what other side effects? What what's afterlife like? Did you she did. She did tell us that, you know, she got lost occasionally, but then she was making food and, you know, we see her life. Mm-hmm. But what did the depression look like? That's why I'm saying a whole book, because in an essay, it's very hard. I mean, you really right. have to summarize. You're looking at 1200 words, 1500 words max. But exactly. and it's hard. Yeah, in it's really hard. words, Danielle took us from being depressed to making a case for ECT uh, in just 1200 words. And she changed her whole perspective about it. 
that is hard to do. You and I both had this question. What did mania look like? Right, right. What did that look like? She didn't say, but she did tell us that she has bipolar disorder. So sometimes she would become manic and she didn't even step into that. And I, yeah, I'm interested too. So when she writes her book, agents out there, when Danielle Huggins writes her book, yeah, let's see mania. This is brave. She showed me what it looks like to be depressed. The whole magnet, bed magnet. And then what she did really well was she brought that bed bed magnet back. At the very end, she said, the bed isn't constantly calling. Yeah. Well done right there. And she can now go on family trips. She also told us that 100,000 Americans get this treatment every year. And 85% of the people who get this treatment improve. It's all building a case for her, for what she's telling us at the end of this story, which is that ECT worked for her and it turned her life around. Didn't you love the last line? She was shocked back into life. I think that's the last line. Yeah, she was back, shocked back to life. Very cool. Oh, one other thing I love about this story is that she was so afraid that she was going to have an accident. And then she tells us a little later that she stripped down to her depends. And then she tells us later that she did not have an accident. She brought in an issue and she brought it up three times. So we could follow her emotions about that issue. That's really good. It was so satisfying for me. So I was like, well, what happened? Did she have an accident? Oh my God. Now she's wearing depends. Wow. She was really scared. And then it's over and no accident. I'm like, yes. Can I do a little plug for my health and wellness newsletter? I'm, I'm going to be the managing editor of in case anybody else is out there who would like to write a story like this and get it out there. I'm hoping Danielle will let us put that Probably. in the in Well Nation. It's coming out in, uh, in August. So if you do have a story and you want to submit to Well Nation, please send it to Allison at writingclassradio.com. The newsletter is not out yet, but it will be launching in August of 2021. Yeah. I also want to do a pitch for first draft, second draft, and final draft because Danielle started this story in first draft. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. It was great. So Writing Class Radio offers three classes every week. First draft is every Tuesday, 12 to noon. And Allison teaches that class. It's you write to a prompt and then you get feedback. And Danielle was in that class and she started the story in that class. And she's also in second draft, which I facilitate every Thursday from 12 to one Eastern. And Danielle and I worked on this story. We workshopped it and workshopped it. And I'm so impressed with her ability to take feedback. So she gets feedback from all the students in the group feedback from me. And she really takes it in and turns it around so well. And what she ended up with is this essay, which she then submitted to the Washington Post. It was either published yesterday or it's coming out next week. So we don't know yet at the time of this recording, we don't know when it's coming out, but congratulations, Danielle. That's crazy. Awesome. Danielle Huggins is a former middle school math teacher with a master's degree in literacy. Wow, that's cool. She's right and left-brained. She is currently a stay-at-home mom, a student of writing class radio, and an avid kickboxer. Daniel has a Facebook page called My Life as a Bipolar Mom. She lives in New Jersey with her husband of 15 years, her 14-year-old daughter, 
and 20-year-old stepson. This episode of Writing Class Radio is produced by Matt Kundal and Evan Serminski from the Sound Off Media Company. Andrea Askwitz and me, Allison Langer. Theme music by Justina Chandler. There's more writing class on our website, writingclassradio.com, including video classes, stories to study, and editing resources. If you love the lessons you get on each episode, you can get them all in one place, our three-part video series for 50 bucks. Click video classes on our website. If you want to be part of the movement that helps people understand each other through storytelling, follow us on Patreon. For $10 a month, Andrea will answer all your publishing questions. For $25 a month, you can jump in my first draft weekly writers group where you can write and share your work. It's Tuesdays, 12 to 1 Eastern Standard Time. And don't forget second draft. All those people who are involved in first draft have the opportunity to be in Andrea's second draft on Thursdays, 12 to 1. And you might get published in the Washington Post. Who knows? You might get published anywhere. It's so much fun just to be in the group and join and share and get feedback and work on your stuff. It's it's what makes you a better writer. So join us. Patreon.com slash writing class radio. I also want to ask our listeners to tell friends about writing class radio. Share writing class radio if you like it. Share this episode and share our classes. We love our group, but we always want more. There's no better way to understand ourselves and each other than by writing and sharing our story. Everyone has a story. What's yours? I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.